Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome to season four of Locatora Radio por Casteras Peligrosas, Wanted for Crimes Against the Patriarchy. Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella, which is just a very, very extra way of saying a podcast. A podcast. We interrupt our regularly scheduled programming to bring you Quarantine Confidential, a special pandemic broadcast about our experiences with quarantine and COVID-19. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. Last time on Locatora Radio, we spoke with Jackie Cruz about life in quarantine, creating Hispanic Heritage Month, and being dog moms. If you haven't tuned into that episode, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Audioboom. That was a really fun interview. I love talking with Jackie. If you didn't know, Jackie makes some bomb music. And right now, in addition to working on um, new movies, like she was just in the new Tremors, she also has new music. So I've been bumping this one song called La Hora Loca. 
You gon' have to work si tú me quieres otra vez. You gon' have to work. Te necesito, yo estoy bien. So I highly suggest tuning into that episode, like Yosa said, but also go and check out Jackie's music if you're looking for something new to listen to. Yes, she is such a talented, talented artist. Uh, I'm excited to see like how she keeps growing post Orange is the New Black. Yeah, I, I'm always curious to see like breakout stars because I think we could call Jackie vis-a-vis Orange is the New Black a breakout yeah. star in that way. <laughs> I feel like all the Latinas in Orange is the New Black were the breakout stars. I mean, and also yes. the Black the black act- actresses as well. Like, I think all yeah. the women of color were like the breakout stars of Orange is the New Black. It's true. Like, uh, Danielle Brooks, who yes. played uh, Tasty mm-hmm. in Orange is the New Black, is on that new Netflix series, Social Distance. I just saw yep. Danielle Brooks as I was watching that show. And like we said, uh, you know, Jackie's doing her thing. And Diane Guerrero has been, you know, doing a lot of work. And she's mm-hmm. very visible on the gram. So, yes, what you say is definitely true. So a reminder to rate, comment, like, and share. Share Locatora with friends. We love it when new listeners tell us, oh, my homegirl put me onto Locatora. I've been binging since episode one. I'm now on episode 80. So um, in addition, we want to share some updates. We have a lot going on at Locatora. We want to remind you all to sign up for our newsletter, Besitos, to stay up to date with all things Locatora Radio. Also, in case you haven't noticed, we are also running ads on Locatora Radio, which is super exciting for us, but maybe not your thing. So if you want an alternative way to listen to Locatora Radio, you can become a patron on patreon.com slash Locatora Radio and get ad-free listening. And we also want to share that we're doing a little bit of a change over at Locatora. We're switching things up and we're going to do our best to get back to the original Locatora radio. We were talking about thematic issues and producing really thematic episodes like Loca Epistemologies, Femtech, Fem Defense. And you heard Diosa and I really talking about a lot of really interesting topics, just the two of us. So what we're doing is to accommodate the really huge influx um, of interview requests. We're going to be hosting the majority of our interviews with community leaders, with activists, with creatives, with up and coming artists on Patreon. So you can tune in to, um, there are already a couple interviews on there, with one with Noni Lamar. We also have our video uh, from our interviews with Jackie Cruz on Patreon. We're going to be doing more interviews with local leaders and activists, up and coming artists and creatives. And those are all going to be Patreon exclusives. So if you want to be featured on locatoraradio.com, email us, hola at locatoraradio.com. If you're interested in a Patreon interview, if you think uh, maybe what you're working on or your project is more suited for an Instagram Live, If you want to be featured in Besitos, our newsletter, there's a lot of different ways to be featured on Locatora. So email us, hola at locatoraradio.com and become a patron to have access to those interviews that are only going to be living on Patreon. Absolutely. You know, if you're already a patron, thank you so much. If you're looking for ways to support Locatora and maybe a monthly subscription isn't really your thing, but you do want to give us a one-time donation, you can escort yourself to our Venmo at Locatora-Radio. And if you are a cishet man and are looking for a fandom drain, 
and aspire to be our human wallet, you can also Venmo us at locatora-radio. And remember, you can get 15% off of your purchases from Latina-owned makeup brand Vive Cosmetics. Head to vivecosmetics.com and use our affiliate code Locatora Radio 15 and get all your Besso-proof lippies. Yes, love Vive Cosmetics. All right, y'all. Also, you know that at Locatora, we are huge advocates of therapy, and this podcast is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp. If you are struggling and seeking options for therapy, please go to trybetterhelp.com slash Locatora and receive 10% off of your first month. And coming up in November and December, Locatora Radio is excited to partner with the Los Angeles Public Library to offer a series of free podcasting workshops for youth and young adults. We're gonna be offering podcasting webinars with the Los Angeles Public Library online remotely for free, November 17th and November 24th, as well as December 1st, 8th and 15th. You can check out the LAPL website and socials for how to sign up. I am so excited that we are partnering with the LA Public Library once again. If you were able to check out our in-person workshops uh, with the LA Public Library in 2019, thank you so much for supporting us. We're excited to be back uh, partnering with them. Yes, we love the library and we love that they are so open to bringing podcasting education to the community. So thank you, LA Public Library. And in other exciting news, Locatora Radio is launching new merch. So you're going to want to sign up uh, to subscribe to our newsletter, Besitos, and to become a patron on patreon.com so that you can get first dibs on new merch before anybody else. And you will also have access to discount codes. Piazza, do you want to describe our new merch for the folks at home? Our new merch is so freaking cute. We have some black crop tees. We have some black face masks to keep you cute all through quarantine and beyond. And also excited to share that we're also working on a second round of merch. So if maybe this one isn't too much of your style, fear not. We have more things coming. But these are really freaking cute. They're comfy. They're cozy. They'll keep you cute. They'll keep you safe. All of that. So we heard you. We heard that y'all have been wanting merch. The Bappy hats are coming back. We have lots of great things. Our merch store will be launching in the next couple of days. So keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes out. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Orcasteras peligrosas. Today, Locamores, we're super excited to bring you an interview with comedian and bad 
bitch, Marcela Arguello. For those of you who are not familiar with Marcela's work, Marcela is the host and booker of Women Crush Wednesdays, the hottest and most diverse stand-up show in LA. It used to happen every Wednesday at the Hollywood Improv Lab before the pandemic. But her debut album, The Woke Bully, which debuted at number three on the Billboard comedy charts and was named one of the best comedy albums of 2019 by the NPR program Bullseye, is a combination of Marcella's unique perspective and honesty, which captures what it's like to experience her life. In 2020, COVID-19 halted the entertainment industry, but Marcella managed to be seen as a panelist on David Spade's Lights Out on Comedy Central, killed her over-the-top dance numbers on The Funny Dance Show on E!, and can be seen on the upcoming Fuse TV show, Like, Share, Dimelo. Her stand-up can be seen on the second season of Two Dope Queens on HBO, as well as Night Train with Wyatt Cenac on Stars. Previously, she made a brief guest appearance on Comedy Central's Corporate on an episode of Fuse TV's Trivia Takedown. We're so excited to have Marcela Arguello here. So without further ado, we'd like to just bring up our interview and have you all chuckle along with us. Okay, look, amores, so we are incredibly excited to chat with comedian, funny lady, Marcela Arguello, here to talk to us about comedy in the time of COVID, some exciting work that she has coming up. Marcela, hello, welcome to Locatora. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to finally be here. <laughs> it's it's taken a couple years. I I'm here. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> a long time coming for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You guys, uh, this is a great podcast. Thank you. Thanks. And Marcella, you actually attended one of our, I, mm-hmm. maybe our first Locato yes. Live podcast party. Yes, yes. It was a very strange event. It was like, <laughs> it was cool. Not strange in a bad way. Just like, uh i think like half of the room knew what was going on the other half was like hey i'm trying to dance hey (laughs) and it was like it was just kind of it was just kind of fun to just you know stand in the back and watch it all kind of go down it was cool yeah it was an experimental event a podcast party what is a podcast party so thank you for being there though and supporting so marcella can you introduce yourself a little bit for our audience in case they happen to live under a rock somewhere and not know who you are i mean a lot of people don't know who i am it's totally fine um i my name is marcella i'm a comedian i've been doing comedy for almost 15 years stand-up comedy for almost 15 years and I started in the Bay Area. I'm from California, born and raised, and um, currently doing, well, not currently doing comedy in LA because that's not happening, but I was doing comedy in LA. I was running a really great weekly women's only show, Women Crush Wednesdays. That was really fun. Um, that's, you know, we're waiting for that to hopefully start up again. And uh, yeah, maybe you see me on Two Dope Queens season two, episode three, I want to say. Yeah, that's that's my intro. Yes, I attended. I went to Woman Crush Wednesday uh, the night that Nicole Byer was performing. Oh, cute! That, that was, was a fun. A, one. It was so fun. That yeah, was she's, a good night. Yeah, she's always fun. She's always she's she she has an open door uh, invitation there, so it's always nice to have her. She's fucking wild. She is another another uh, amazing podcaster. Yeah, I love. Why won't you date me? So, uh, Marcella, you tweeted a few weeks ago a few days ago whatever time is at this point it's not real it's not real maybe i just tweeted it maybe (laughs) i just tweeted it yeah about 
how comedic timing doesn't really work on Zoom. Oh, God, no, it doesn't. And I know you've been doing some Zoom shows. So can we talk about that comedy and COVID? How's it working? How's it well, not working? I have not been doing Zoom shows. I've been doing like Zoom uh, events, but not Zoom shows because okay. I cannot, I will not. I refuse to do stand up on a Zoom show because there's a delay. And comedy, you need the instant reaction. And uh, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I, I was like, telling somebody recently how like when we start doing comedy and even now when you experiment with new material you a delayed reaction is negative it means that the joke is either not funny or it's not easy to understand or maybe you just need to change a word um but a, de a delayed reaction we've and, and you know i've been doing comedy so long a delayed reaction fucks with my head you know i'm sure like some of the people who've only been doing comedy for a few years are probably fine with it because they're just they're not there, it's easier to adapt when you've only been doing it for a few years, but I've been doing it too long that I'm like, if I do Zoom stand-up, I'm just going to get super upset. I'm going to get mad. Like, I don't know if you've ever, if you've only been to the Nicole Byer Women Crush, I have a tendency to get upset on stage and take it out on the audience <laughs> when shit doesn't go my way, which is sometimes funny and sometimes it's fucking terrible. So I, I just can't imagine, I, just, I can't imagine enjoying the fucking delayed response, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. I mean, even just trying to record a freaking podcast episode yeah. is yeah. like a nightmare. It's a delay. Yeah. yeah, especially like, you know, when you're dependent on, or not dependent, but you work on people's energies, right? When you're interviewing oh, people, when Mala and I are, you know, doing our little thing, our back and forth, and the delay does not, it doesn't work. It's it doesn't fun. help. <laughs> it's not cute. What? Because yeah, because then you end up stepping on each other and and interrupting when you think someone was pausing for uh, for an opening, but you don't know if they're just completing their thought. And it's just it's fucked up. It's it's not fun. It's not smooth. It it takes away some of the fun. But what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So Zoom events, but you've also done some parking lot shows. Yeah, I did. I was. How was that? Girl, I was opening for Felipe Esparza, okay, comedian who has a, both an English and Spanish special right now on Netflix. Check that out, y'all, and if you haven't already. And um, he invited me. Actually, I did stand up at a comedy club the week before in Salt Lake City, Utah, because they have like a low number of cases. They've been running the show since, or I should say, running the club since May. And they are, you know, following all the COVID guidelines. And so um, after talking to another comedian, Jesus Trejo, who, who had been headlining there, I agreed to, to open for Felipe. And that was a little nerve wracking because it was like, we're inside and I'm not used to being inside with a bunch of people. And it was a 300 seater, but they only had 150 people in the room. And it was a little uncomfortable. Um, and, but it was fine. You know, it was also like fucking what a trip to just be able to do stand up, tell jokes and get a, a reaction. I was, it was, and I did great by the way. I just want everybody hearing to know that you can take a long ass break and still do very good if you are good at what you do. Um, but it was, it, that was, that was fucking a mind fuck, but it was fun and it was a really good way to transition into doing the drive-in shows because the drive-in shows fucking sucked they fucking suck they are not good for the performer or just no way i mean i totally the only reason i did it because i trust felipe i know his audience is hella fun and hella dope and hella chill so i was like i'm i know i'll be fine i know my material will be fine it's just that i'm gonna have to talk myself into again what i just said 
when I'm on stage and the audience, I don't have a reaction, I'll take <laughs> it out on them, right? right? And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. So I had to tell myself, you're not going to get a reaction, period, at all. Yeah. So you need to not fucking be a bitch about it <laughs> 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 to the next joke. So that's what I did. And it, was, it, it wasn't fun. And it was hella funny because the first night was 200 cars, which was a lot of cars. You kind of only just vibe off the people in the front row that are sitting on their, you know, truck beds or if they're sitting outside of their car or whatever. But the second show was 400 cars, 400 fucking cars. It's a lot of cars, huge field of cars. And Felipe's wife, after my set, because uh, from where she was standing, she heard a lot of laughter, right? But when you're outside, the sound goes up. It's not going towards me. So I get off stage and she goes, Marcella, wasn't that so much more fun than yesterday? I said, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was just as fucking terrible as it was last night. This shit is not fun, but I get it. These people are paying a lot of money to be entertained because they want to get out of the fucking house. So you do your job. It's the first time in a long time. I'm like, I'm doing a job, mm. you know, and I, yeah. it's not my favorite way to do stand up. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine we're all kind of just adapting, you know, as yeah. best we can. Um, you know, you so far you've mentioned like Jesus Trejo, who we love and Felipe Esparza, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and you're also a prominent comedian, right? In the Latinx field, in the field in general, where would you say the current landscape is for Latinx comedy? If you can even like, is there a landscape? Like, is everyone doing their own thing? What do you think? What's your opinion? I think right now it's, it's still pretty much how it's always been. It's either you're fucking doing the classic Mexican material because that's what mm -hmm. a lot of the material in, in America has been uh, about, you know, um, or you're doing your thing and you're not being included in the Latinx community, right? Because, that, you know, you're either fucking us or you're fucking, you're fucking trying to be a gringa, you know, like it's never, you're not allowed to just be what you are. And uh, I, I'm, I'm thankful that like Ida Rodriguez is out there, you know, doing her fucking thing, being a fucking loud and proud Latina and, and helping pave the way. But, you know, that also took Tiffany Haddish bringing her up, giving her a special mm -hmm. because we know that I wasn't going to get a special from these fucking white people. They weren't going to give her one. The way she talks, this is not, I mean, the way I talk, I'm not fucking getting one right now. And so that's just the way it is. So it's, the landscape is interesting because it's, it's literally a landscape. It's just, it's a wide field of a lot of people doing a lot of different things, but it's still very divided. It's still very, you either look Latino or you don't. And then according to that, you're, they're going to put you where they think you should be. And that's what's frustrating because it's like, there's a lot of comedians who are very good, who aren't getting the recognition they deserve because they're not doing you know, material that appeals to the Latino audience that the, the gatekeepers feel like there needs to be, you know, addressed when it's like Latinos, we like everything. We like all the things yep. we, I was talking to somebody recently about how, especially with Latinos, we, we, cause she, this girl just got a really nice, great position at a, at a bright, shiny new company and they're doing great. She's doing great. But she was tripping, you know, because she was like, I just, as a, as a Latina, like, I feel very uncomfortable and it's hard for me and I'm scared and I feel like I have imposter syndrome. I'm like, why, why? You're in, you're in the comedy world. She's not a comedian, but she's in the comedy world. And I'm like, as, as Latinos, we've had to consume 
white mainstream media, we've had to consume black mainstream media, and we've consumed this fucking Latino Univision. We've consumed Sabado Gigante our whole yeah. lives. We've consumed our shit and their shit. And then somehow we're not allowed to be in any of it. You know, especially if you start dabbling on one side or the other, right? But we are sometimes more qualified than any, anybody because, and especially in that position that she's in, where it's like she gets to say what is funny and what's good because she has consumed so much over the years from all the cultures, all the backgrounds, especially in mainstream, which for the most part in mainstream American entertainment is just white and black and really has been predominantly white. It was very black in the 90s, but then that fucking disappeared. And now it's starting to come back to be hella black, hella dope, a lot of great shit for them, which is fucking exciting and cool. We support it. And then there's us where people are still like treating us like it's the fucking 90s. They're saying, I mean, look, I'm excited about that Selena series on Netflix, but it's like, if there's other Latinas yeah, that have totally. done great shit. Yeah. Yep. Great shit. We, we've, we got all the series on her, you know? Like Absolutely. How many, how many more series on white Latinas do we need? Not more. <laughs> Did I just unsell my own show? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I like definitely like hear what you're saying because I am like someone that consumes Latinx media, but I wouldn't what I what you consider like the slapstick Latinx comedy yeah. is not what appeals to me so I'm right. always looking for something like well that's not really my humor you know and right. so I'm trying to find my own lane of what do I like and how can I consume it how can I support the comedians that are doing right. what I like yeah but that's what's tough is that there's so much out there and for us there's there's limited right not just as consumers but as as performers as as, as entertainers and so it's it, gets, it just gets really fucking tricky because you you want to support everyone, but everyone doesn't want to support you, you know? That, that's what sucks about being, especially, and I don't know, because I'm first generation. So when I was a kid, you know, I, I was learning English, and I was like, let's consume all the, the humor that we can, because in our household, we love to laugh, of course. So we would consume so much. Like, we weren't allowed to watch SNL, but we could watch In Living Color. You know, we would watch all those goofy ass 80s movies. We were, I got so much diversity and comedic entertainment that it, it like blows my mind that it's still so fucking separated, you know, because it's like we can all we can all be in this, but it just it just doesn't work that way, which sucks, but it should. All right, y'all. So today we're excited to talk about one of our favorite brands that we've had the pleasure of working with, Quip. And today we're going to be talking about flossing do you ever floss on the go do you ever floss in between work meetings especially now zoom meetings when you're eating something quick and did you know this shocked me that only one out of every two people brush twice a day and the same goes for flossing regularly what type of person are you well, I definitely like to brush my teeth twice a day. I could <laughs> do better on flossing twice a day, to be honest. But Quip is here to help. And you know Quip. It's the electric toothbrush you hear about all the time. It's their sleek, reusable floss pick that you're going to want to use next. The durable handle is super easy to guide. It restrains with one click and comes with a compact mirror dispensing case for on the go. You can pair your floss with the perfect electric toothbrush for adults and kids. And Quip has the simple guiding features that you need. So you can get all those amazing rewards that come with having a Quip toothbrush just for brushing every day. The Quip smart electric toothbrushes connect to the free Quip app. You can 
earn amazing rewards like free products and discounts. And as you track and coach better oral health habits, two minutes, twice a day, you're going to see a difference when you're using your Quip toothbrush. Quip also delivers brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free so you can save money and skip the store, which is extra important right now. And if you go to getquip.com slash locatora right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's right. Your first free refill at getquip.com slash locatora. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash locatora. Quip, better oral health made simple. I've been watching, binging all the new, sh- all the old shows that they've put back on Netflix mm-hmm. now. Like I've, I've been watching Sister, Sister and Half yeah. and Half and One on One and Moesha. Girlfriends, yeah. Girlfriends. And it's so true. Like, in, and in particular representations of Black women in these different sorts of sitcoms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I marvel at definitely is like, I have so much respect for Black Hollywood and the way that they've built for themselves and for each other and and put one another on. Right. And I wish that in Latinx spaces, there wasn't such a desire to aspire to whiteness and blending into whiteness. Because we've had our big superstars, like we can look back and look at the J-Lo's and the this and the that, but what have they sort of created for the next generation? Bitch, exactly. And that's the Mm -hmm. fucking problem. That's the problem. And it goes back to because um, when when that list came out about Latinx, there was no Latinx showrunners in that list that came out. It's a bunch of bunch of different backgrounds, but apparently no Latinos, right? But I, I'm curious, like, who's helping the, the Latinx showrunners? Because like, okay, I, ooh, I don't want to shit talk anybody, but there's quite a few Latinas and Latinos that have their own shows or are in projects. And it's like, how are they not lifting up our people? It's great to lift up everyone else. I totally think we should. But it's like, how do you not see behind the camera that there isn't your own people? And how, how it, it just it just shocks me. It fucking shocks me because you're totally right. That's that's part of the problem. And it's truly exhausting to do that work because that was the thing about Women Crush Wednesdays. It was it came from that that place of like, mm-hmm. how am I trying like I'm trying to do comedy and, and work, work in diverse places, but people aren't allowing me. To, to, I have to be the only woman on the show. I have to be the only Latina or I can only do Latina shows or I have to, I'm the token this or whatever. And, and I hated that because I was like, there's so many funny women. Why can't we all be on a sh-? Not all of us be on a show, but how often there was, especially 15 years ago, there was six guys and, and one woman on a show. And, and then, and back then it was like, it's you and Ali Wong and we already got Ali Wong. So you'll do the next one. And I'm like, why can't we both be on the mm-hmm. same show? What if I'm not available yeah. next month? Like this shit don't make no fucking sense. And I had that, I had someone say that to me recently about a Latino show. We're doing this Latino show. And I was like, Oh, I'm unavailable. And he goes, all right, we'll get you on the next one. And then I came back like a few days later, like, Hey, I'm available now. Can I still do that show? Did you already fill the spot? And he goes, Oh, we already have a woman on the show. And I was like, uh- what? What? I was like, you have one woman on the show and I can't be on the show now. Like, like the Latinos are still doing the bullshit that was happening 15 years ago in the white spaces. And now the white spaces are trying to be more diverse. They're not great at it, but they're trying. Yeah. So I saw all that shit. And that's part of what Women Crush was, was I was trying to put the work because I was like, there's funny women everywhere. And because the comedy scene is so segregated that I was like, I can I can see all because I would go to all the scenes I would that was you know that's what comedy is you do all the scenes you do all the shows you do all the stages that's what I would do 
And I'd be like, I want her on my next show. I want, I want her, I want her, I want her, I want her in every space. Cause I know that there's enough. And there's also space for lifting up the people that are coming up. Okay. You don't have 10 minutes, bitch, but you got a decent five. I'm going to give you five minutes and you got to rock that shit. I even remember telling one, one white girl, she fucking did terrible on my show. <laughs> I almost didn't rebook her cause I was like, Fuck. but I knew that the set that she sent in was really funny. So I rebooked her like a year later because I was like, all right, she'll probably, you know, have a little more uh, experience by then. And she came and she fucking crushed it. And I told her straight up because I'm sometimes too honest for my own good. I was like, girl, you know what? I almost didn't rebook you because you did so bad on the first show. <laughs> I was like, but you killed it tonight. She's like, you know what? I was so nervous. I had never performed at the Hollywood Improv. That was my first time performing in a comedy club. She was like, I was so nervous that I, that I, I did. I ate shit. And I was like, oh, I forget. I forget that I'm actually handing opportunities to people and they're mm. getting seen because at my show, they would always be industry watching. And it's one of those things where it's like, when, even when you do the work and yeah, somebody fucks it up, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't give them a chance. You know, you got to keep, keep, keep trying and trying because we're all in this for the long, or hopefully we're all in this for the long run. But with that, I do agree that Latinos need to be pulling each other up in every direction you know yeah yeah and this is fascinating to me too because any chance i get to shit on men in the community i will take oh, it. it right so because part of what i'm hearing is that the og comedy gatekeepers who probably are the ones most likely to create opportunities have yeah. been like older chicano men i'm thinking you know the the paul rodriguez's and the yeah. cheeches and the chongs and the george lopez and the this and the that like we know who they are you know what i right. mean and uh, especially kind of like the way that this coincides with the Me Too movement and knowing how comedy guys have been really garbage yeah. just to women historically. Mm -hmm. Can we blame Latino men in particular for the sorry state of comedy today? I think so, you know, and I, I, I got it. That's another shout out I got to give to Felipe. That motherfucker loves having at least a woman on the show, one woman, sometimes two, if you, you know, because, you know, when you have a three-person show, you know, he has his his um host that motherfucker has been hosting him for him for years rodrigo torres shout out to him he's funny but he's like that's the host yeah so he'll have a middle act and then felipe right so he does he tries to put a woman on the show and tries to have her he wants features he wants women that are so funny that they can go on second and he's really good at it he's giving a lot of opportunities to a lot of women and not just latinas you know but he is he's very much like on the radar of who is a funny woman that is latina and God bless him because I know for a fact that that motherfucker looked at the past and was like, why aren't we helping each other? You know, and he's doing it. So that's the thing. It does cool. take people to help others because I know my audience has expanded um, through him. But I will say also that these men that are in power, even if it is just bookers in the middle of fuck USA, like I had, okay, one time I was opening for Felipe and I was driving to the gig with a friend who I've known for years, me and him, super homies, hella funny Latino. I love him. And when we're driving to the show, he's like, oh, I can't wait for you to meet this, this booker, you know, such and such. He's so dope. He's going to love you. He's going to think you're so funny. He's going to book you on all his shows. He has so many shows. You're going to make a lot of money working with him. And then I go, we'll see. He kind of got offended. He was like, what do you mean? We'll see. I'm telling you he's dope. I'm telling you he's cool. I'm telling you he's going to hook you up. I said, bro, we will see. So get to the show and we were doing two show like two nights two different cities and me and this homie were sharing hotels we were driving together right and um we, so we get to the first show and this 
Booker is upset that this full Chris, my friend, is having to go on before me. Why is she going on before you? That's disrespectful. That's what he tells Chris. And Chris is like, whoa, buddy. You know, like, she's uh-huh. really funny. You have to trust Felipe. Felipe has her going on as a feature because she is fucking funny. You have to trust Felipe. He goes, I just think it's disrespectful. Whatever. Uh, and sidebar, that fool tried to short me my, my pay for that show. Mm-mm. Felipe was right there right when he did it. And, and Felipe even said, is all the money there? And I said, nope. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> So, but that whatever i got my money whatever Bad. but it was the same guy which is the character that this person is so then this fool the second night i think we like get switched or something because this fool i don't remember what happened what happens what the what really the real story is this motherfucker was so upset that this this chris friend of mine He's known him for years he's never heard of me so why would i go on after him he's so upset that he's going on before me that he's getting paid less than me this booker pays my friend out of his pocket extra money because he feels so disrespected on behalf of this full chris isn't that fucking crazy because of me because of me and p.s i crushed these shows the man's wife came up to me and was like you're so fucking funny girl oh my <laughs> god everyone loved me people were coming up to me it didn't matter he didn't care of course. and it's you know traditional chicano machismo Damn. bullshit but i'll always remember that like you're you're my people you're supposed yeah. to have my back and you don't you're you're fucking trying to put me down trying to make a, a awkward between me and my friend is that fucking crazy paying him out of his own money that's ridiculous that's that wild. is like some intense commitment to the patriarchy. Wow. Seriously. Because I keep thinking like, damn, Felipe is trying to uplift a woman to the point where she's getting paid more than the other yeah. openers. And this fool is like, nah, man, that's not how we do things. What? And I question, has this wow. man ever had a, a woman perform before I him? No. I Oh. Like the, ever. Who, wait, who are you talking about? Like the comedian friend, Chris? Chris? Yeah. Like, or the guy that was upset, like, has a woman performed before him? Like, oh, he's has it not ever- a comedian. He's just a guy that runs shows. Wow. This is a motherfucker that has access to providing income for other people. Wow. He's, he, yeah. I mean, it's like, it, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about that shit. It's also crazy because, you know, uh, uh, Prop 16, is it Prop 16? Yeah. That it's, it's reversing that, um, the, the, how they struck down affirmative action with Prop 209 back in 1996. And so we're voting on that um, for this election. Uh, you vote yes to repeal that because we should give opportunities to everyone. But I, I just keep thinking about how um, people go out of their way to do so much discriminating. And it's like, how often does that man get discriminated against? It's like he's passing that bullshit down. He doesn't see how fucking terrible it is. And he's doing it to his own people, which makes me wonder what the fuck he's doing to other people. How, how does he see black people? How does he see white people better than? He obviously sees men and women as completely two different species. It's fucking crazy. I'm and really upset now. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like <laughs> triggering. It's so true. It's like we're expected to like take the brunt of that because oh the latino men the latinos are getting discriminated again so then they come and you know want to mm-hmm. fuck shit up for us right yeah. and try to hurt us and harm us you know 
Mm-mm. It's crazy. It also tells me though, like if that's like one example of one gatekeeper and then at like a tastemaker in some ways because yeah, exactly. He, he's choosing lineups and things. So how does the actual comedy and the, sh- the show suffer when fools like that are the ones deciding who's performing and why? Exactly. And then think about the audience because if say the three of us were like, oh, we're going to go to the, they have we- monthly comedy shows. Let's just go because we just want to go see comedy. And then because that motherfucker is the one booking these shows, imagine the bullshit we're watching. Right. We're watching fucking straight up garbage bullshit comedians because this fool doesn't think women are funny doesn't you know what i mean no taste no taste no taste Ah, it's such a it's a it's a a trickle down effect and that's why it's so frustrating because i i also think about how often i've gotten messages from comedians in the past that you know stayed where they were um didn't keep going uh only dabble with it now and how often I get messages from people like that in the past that are like, you are, I can't believe you're still doing it. You're so strong. This game is really fucking hard. There's so much shit people don't know. And you're still doing it. You're still trying to make people laugh. You're still trying to have a message. You're still trying to like do your, and still be you and still be happy. And I'm always like, yeah, you're right. This shit fucking, I am strong. This shit fucking sucks. Hell yeah, yeah, I mean- Absolutely. Speaking of, you know, we would love to support you in all of your upcoming work. We hear that you have a special that you're going to be a part of. So can you talk to us, talk to our audience about that so they can support, they can go stream it. I'm so excited. So Sarah Cooper, who does all those Trump Trump lip syncing videos, she got a Netflix special that's being produced by Animal Productions, which, or I'm sorry, Animal Pictures, which is uh, Natasha Leone and Maya Rudolph's company. And so uh, they uh, they reached out to me to you know, have a little role. And it's really cool because I was texting with Natasha because she was because I was like, can I post something soon? Because I really want to post these pictures I have. And she was like, yeah, post it. She's like, you're in it, in it. I was like, ooh, I'm in it, in it. Hell yeah, bitch. So uh, that's coming out Tuesday, uh, what is that, October 27th. Um, and it, it's, it's called Everything's Fine. And that should be really a lot of fun. And I'm very excited um, because I, play, I play, actually, I'm not allowed to say what I play. But what I can say is I have a scene with Helen Mirren. And that was fucking cool. And I'll probably post that picture soon. Um, yeah, she was the fucking best. She was so sweet. She had this hilarious, um, like she was like how she gets along on sets. It's like, she's like, oh, you have to like memorize everybody's name and you have to like carry a bag of candy. And I was like, oh my God, Helen Mirren bribes people to like her. I love it. She's like, abuelita. I love her. Handing out candy to everybody. So cute. And, and Megan the Stallion is in it. I didn't have a scene with her, but <gasps> she's in it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Jonathan Van Ness is in one of the scenes I'm in. Wow. Um, Marissa Tomei. Uh, it's, it's a really cool, really cool special. And of course, Maya, Natasha, Fred Armisen, of course, are all in it. Um, and that's fucking cool. So yeah, tune into that. Um, and then I have my album, The Woke Bully, which is available for purchasing and streaming everywhere you listen to shit. And that came out in last year and I'm still very proud of it. It's still very good. Sometimes I'll listen to it and I'm like, damn, people were hella laughing. It was like Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking did that shit. <laughs> listen to that. That one's a fun one. Yes. It is a hilarious album. It's a comedy album, right? That's yes. what you call it. It's an album. Yes. And um, also Marcella is just like the ill hip hop head. And I Am love I- how- 
Yes, and I love how that comes out in your comedy and in the woke bully. Um, oh, it's definitely infused in there, which I always appreciate. You know what's funny? Because I don't consider myself a hip hop head. I've always said I'm a hip hop little sister because, you know, both my, like I learned from my brothers, you know, because I wasn't like super into hip hop or rap when I was young. And you know what? Did you guys read the Mariah Carey book? The memoir? Not yet. <gasps> oh, Not yet. yet. It's, I really oh. want to listen to it as an audio book oh. because, oh, yeah. oh. oh. It's a, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. The childhood stuff is a lot. I, I, I read that section hella slow. Mm-hmm. And uh, and apparently when she's reading it, she gets very emotional. Like holding it back emotional. You're like, <laughs> that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I'm actually saving the audio. I'm going to listen to the audio book on a long trip um, when I can just like cry alone in the car. Um, and yeah, that, that shit is so good. But she, she, you know, I loved her as a kid. Me and my sister loved her. We still, yeah. I still have all the CDs from, from when we were kids. And she has this great little uh, section. I won't spoil it. But she just talks about how she loved having rappers in her, in her all of her songs, which we know. Uh, but I keep thinking, like, damn, I think she was probably one of the reasons I was able to transition into, like, really appreciating rap and hip-hop. Because I was like, we love Mariah. My brothers were, of course, obsessed with the Wu-Tang. So like when, you know, yeah, when the world collided, you're just like, oh, okay, I guess we can all listen to this. And then it kind of like you start bleeding into the other shit. And I mean, I was, I was an older teen when I got into rap and hip hop, but yeah, I mean, I do, I always find it fascinating when people consider me a hip hop fan, but I guess I do, I do know more than the average person. Okay. Um, But yeah, I do love hip hop. Yeah, I and I appreciate, you know, seeing those parts of your personality come out, especially going back to this idea of like Latinas and comedy and what are the jokes about and what's yeah. funny and I will scream at the next like Latina comedian whose punchlines are just putting on a Spanish accent. Like oh, yeah. the yeah. accent itself is the punchline. Right. Honestly, I hate that shit. We, and it's yeah. so boring. It's so yeah. overdone. It's like, over. accents alone are not funny. And today I was having lunch and I had of course Cheetos. You know, right. and that's it. End of okay. joke. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like whatever. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean like, Mija, and I was like, Mama. <laughs> that that's exactly yeah. what we're talking about. I mean, and we we get like we've had men on our IG lives like talk shit about the way we talk, right? Because we don't sound like what what their <laughs> idea of Latinas sound like exactly. Because we're not fucking saying hot Cheetos and Mija. <laughs> we're not Latinas. Well, it's also funny too because I, I also because uh, Mala, you're what you're third generation, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, what I find humorous, because I don't know if you guys know Lydia Popovich, but she is also, I want to say third generation. She's a very mm. funny comedian, um, very funny Latina comedian. And it's so funny to me because people will, they'll, they'll they, when it, they come to booking stuff, they would rather have someone that looks like Mala sure. or like Lydia, because they're like, oh, she looks Latina. And then they're like, Oh, now, now tell us about your experience. You're like, bitch, I'm third generation. I'm a spoiled as fuck. I followed all my dreams. Fuck everybody. And they're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then me, I'm fucking first generation. Like, ESL, like a motherfucker. But, you know, when you look at me, you're like, well, she's not what we are looking for. So we need a different look so we can talk about the real experience. I'm like, I have the real experience. Are you crazy? What the right. fuck are you talking about? It's, uh, and it's like we're both and we're all latinas that's what's fucking crazy is we are all latinas 
but the experience, like the visual experience is what people are really trying to consume right now, Mm -hmm. which is why it goes back to like Afro Latinos, that whole conversation Mm -hmm. and, you know, Mm -hmm. anti-colorism within Latino communities. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, we have, we're we're barely there. We're barely starting that conversation, you know, which is crazy. We're just decades behind, honestly. Yeah. Really and truly. Oh, Marcella, thank you so much. I could keep going. I could keep talking shit. Going. <laughs> so could we. So could we. Forever. Yeah. I know. I'll, co- I'll come back so we can keep it going. Yes. I would love it. Maybe what we can do is an Instagram live. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. We could yeah. get some input from the audience and make fun mm-hmm. of people in real time. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Let's I'm do it. That. That'll yeah. be fun. Um, Marcel Arguello, comedian, woke bully, uh, all around bad bitch. Thank, Thank you so you. much Thank for you stopping. So much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's a blessing. Um, yes. And for know. those of you who don't know, Marcella does do an iconic Beyonce impersonation Beyonce. that you can find on YouTube, I yeah. believe. I think so. Yeah, I think it's still up. <laughs> all right. Uh, and that's it. All right, Locamores, thank you so much for tuning in to another capítulo of Locatora Radio. The countdown for episode 100 continues, and we have something in store. We're working on it. The ideas are brewing. We're so close to 100 episodes, and you know that we love to celebrate a milestone. So check that out. We'll let you know what we have planned, and thank you once again for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Besitos. Locatora Radio. A radiophonic novella. Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.